Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the wrap party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here with Pastor Luis. He continued our series Entrusted where we are looking at the parable of the talents that Jesus told in Matthew 25. We see that God has entrusted us with things that we are to manage for his kingdom and for his glory. Pastor Luis, thanks so much for your message today and just for following God's call on your life to, to preach the gospel. Um, it was a very encouraging message to me, so I do appreciate you um, taking the time you know, to study and to, to do honor to God's word. Um, why don't you remind us what your message was about? You talked about us being entrusted with relationships. Um, how are we? How, what was your message about? Yes. So, um, as you mentioned, we are focusing on Matthew twenty-five, the parable of the talents. So, I prefaced the uh, idea of being entrusted with relationships uh, with a bit of background on the parable, so that we understand better where Jesus is coming from. Um, when he's teaching about the end of times and the fact that he's going to go to his father and will live in the now and the not yet, basically this tension between uh, his first coming and his return. And as we are waiting for his return, we've been uh, entrusted with uh, talents, uh, talents meaning the, um, the revelation or the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of mm -hmm. God. Because we have a relationship with him, we have access to certain knowledge about how to live in the kingdom. So now what we do with that means good stewardship. And so I focused today on relationships. Last week we heard about uh, finances. And I talked about the four main relationships that the Bible is describing as being really important. Mm -hmm. The first being we're world, uh, non-believers uh, included in that. Um, the God's family, so the church, uh, brothers and sisters in the faith. Uh, our own family, so husbands, wives, uh, parents, and children, uh, brothers, sisters, uh, same family household. And then uh, the fourth one would be the poor. Um, so those four relationships are essential. There's way more relationships that are mentioned in the Bible, uh, such as like relationship between the master and a servant, the worker for his employee and all that. But I, I focused on these four ones, and uh, then I gave uh, three practical steps that we can um, enter into a better stewardship of relationships. Great. Yeah. And those um, three practical steps, um, you said that they're for us today to put yeah. into practice. And so um, one of them is to be present. Mm -hmm. uh, the other is to talk to strangers. And then the third one to practice hospitality. And so um, as you're thinking about these practices, uh, which of those three would you say maybe you would like to pick up or maybe you would like to develop more in your own life? Uh, and how does that challenge you personally? So of uh, the three practices, the one I would definitely want to uh, expand the more on would be uh, uh, practicing hospitality, mm -hmm. just because it's been a challenge to me who is an introvert, who likes to have my own time. And uh, for me, home has always been that place where I'm kind of, you know, withdrawing to be able to be resourced. And mm -hmm. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a part of that that's really good and necessary, especially if you know how you're wired and how God's designed you. But my wife is an extrovert, and mm -hmm. um, and she's always challenged me in our relationship to have people at our table. 
No, I've, I've, I've had people at my table, even if I'm an introvert, I think it's actually a biblical practice that is essential for Christians because this is what Jesus did to minister to people. He had them at well, his table or other people's table, mm-hmm. but he interacted around a table, a meal, a uh, community. And I think it's a practice that we've lost in the West uh, just because of the uh, business of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are so in a hurry that they think uh, practicing hospitality means grabbing coffee with someone or right. having lunch at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. This is not really hospitality. <laughs> so it's really about opening the door of your home, saying, come on in, sit at my table, let's eat together, let's take the time to pause our lives and listen to what's what God is doing in your life. And um, my wife and I, we've practiced that in France a lot. And we had a lot of unbelievers coming to mm. our table where it gave um, it gave way to so many meaningful conversation about the gospel right um we've had muslims at our table we've had different ones um from different walks of life but i would say it's one of the primary way you can minister to people and be an agent agent of reconciliation is by really having people sit down at your table right. now uh, i mentioned in the message that your home might be very small or mm-hmm. very big it doesn't really matter the size of your home or the setting of your home I think there's always a way to make room yeah. because um, I've experienced it. You know, even here in America, we've moved into a very small home because we are waiting to buy a bigger home. So our home is very small, 700 square feet, three kids, total chaos sometimes. But we still ma- manage to have quite a few people over at mm-hmm. our table. Now, we're not able to, vi- to welcome a family of, you know, six or eight, <laughs> but couples here and there, uh, single people. There's also real value. I didn't mention that, but when the Bible talks about the poor, the needy, it can be someone also poor emotionally, mm-hmm. poor spiritually. Right. I think there's a lot of single people out there that really need a family to welcome them. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was in my single days <laughs> before I was married, it was such a beautiful expression of love to be invited at a family's home mm-hmm. uh, as a single person. If you're like, oh, I belong. You know, it's a reminder. Of, even if I'm not married, I don't have it all together yet. But it doesn't feel like I have it all together because that's how the world pictures it. I belong like this place for me at the table. So I feel like hospitality is just so important. Um, Yeah. 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 Awesome. What are some practical ways that uh, Christians can be involved when it comes to caring for the needy? One of your points was that uh, we were entrusted with relationship with, with the poor. And I like how you spoke in your message where, you know, it's more than just giving of our finances to help support people who are in need, but it's the relationship aspect. Can you kind of expound on that a little bit? Yeah. um, I think it has to come through, um, again, like the word relationship is so important. Um, I think talking to strangers and uh, often when we think about the poor, especially if we live in America, you know, we don't see a ton of poor people around Mm us. Um, But I mean, poor because we live probably in the top 1% wealthiest yeah. people on the earth. But um, sooner or later, if we shop around, you know, if we go to supermarket, if we go to places, we'll meet someone in need, you know. And I think we have to use discernment, you know, of course, I think we call to be wise too. But I think for me, it always starts with conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be really having a dialogue and uh, taking someone out for lunch, you know, like you see someone struggling to even buy their own food. I think that would be a great way to hey let me uh, let me take you out for lunch and let's talk mm-hmm. because it's easier again to say well let me buy you let me buy you dinner right. that way it kind of 
gives me a, t a free ticket to get out of mm -hmm. the need to really be engaged. But want to come with me? Let's sit down. Let's, let's right. talk. Let's grab lunch together. Um, so I think it's really time, time, time conversation. Now, it could also mean like being involved. Uh, there's so many wonderful associations here in Pensacola, the Dream Center, for right. example. Like that's uh, it's a great way to be engaged with the poor and the needy, people who are rescued from sex trafficking. Um, so Dream Center it would be a go-to uh, Salvation Army. There's always place for volunteers mm -hmm. to be uh, involved out there. Uh, in your school system, you know, there's families who maybe are really struggling. So, how can you connect, do play dates with them, and right. all do those things? Um, yeah, I think we have to be creative and be, has to be really, uh, the detail of that has to really come from your relationship with God and mm -hmm. knowing what you can handle and how that can really be applied to your own personal life. Yeah. Right. You shared uh, about a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Um, and I know before we hit record on this message, um, I was asking you um, if there was something that you wanted to spend more time on yeah. in your message, what would it be? And you mentioned hospitality. Yeah. Um, can you explain maybe a little bit how this book impacted you with regard to hospitality and maybe of what might have made it into your message if, if you were yeah. to focus more on hospitality? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, um, as an introvert I've, and having kids, some people might relate to that, but I've always kind of wanted to create an oasis in my home. Mm -hmm. And I, it's hard to find a good balance between wanting to be hospitable, but yet protect, protective. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe that's the father spirit speaking there. You know, like, I want to protect my wife. I want to protect my kids. But that overprotective mindset has kept me away from a lot of really awesome relationships I could have had and awesome ministry opportunities I could have had. And my wife kindly reminded that. And when COVID happened and we were in France, I, w I read so many books because we had so much time. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the first book I picked up. And uh, man, I was, every page I was so challenged because the author has practiced it in a radical way. Mm -hmm. um, and she really makes the point in the book that it's not just a because she's good at it or because mm -hmm. she's gifted, but it's because the gospel comes with a house key. Like you, yeah. you can't say yes to the gospel and and keep the door of your home to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if if you said yes to Jesus and like everything is yours, then really the question becomes like how can my home be a place of ministry? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's where it really impacted me, and I think we became more intentional after to uh, in, have people over. Um, and of course, I mean, during COVID, it was challenging. We had to be a little more careful. Mm -hmm. um, but it, yeah, this book has been an amazing blessing uh, um, to me, and I, I hope that people who read it can can be really impacted too. Great. Well, thanks again for your time, Pastor Luis. Yeah. Um, for you guys listening, we hope that this talk has been encouraging for you. Uh, we love you, and we're praying for you. We just ask that you would tune in next week as we continue our Entrusted series where Pastor Brian is going to unpack how we are to manage well the time God has entrusted us with. And so may, may God bless you and keep you throughout this week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.